subject to this in Ace Attorney Fancast. I'm Stephanie. I'm about to leave. I'm Jesse. I'm staying. I'm Michelle, and I'm not frantically reviewing notes from two years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, uh, Spirit of Justice is out. People are enjoying it. I haven't played it yet. Michelle's playing it. Yes. Uh, so we're making progress, and uh, once I'm done playing it, I get to play Fire Emblem. <laughs> so, yay! No, but we're going to give everyone a chance, so we're going to actually talk about Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney today. Hold on. Oh, also, so I mean, if you are of the type, leave right now, because there's spoilers. Sorry about you. Don't get to listen this month. Um, but we're not going to talk about the anime, so, like, don't stay tuned. It's just going to be PL versus AA this time. Um, that's it. We're just going to slam jam this whole game into one episode. We'll see how it goes. Woo! Have fun, guys. Bye. Yeah, bye, bye. everyone. So, Jesse's played this, and I've played this, and even though I played it very recently, we're going to see how much we remember. Yeah, because I have I have nine pages of notes, <laughs> not including how I, like, final thoughts about, what, gameplay, the content, the crossover, plot holes, why did I spend so much time on this? Oh, I mean, we're the gonna... Bonus st- the bonus DLC that Jing has. Granted, I did not play the bonus stuff. Um, uh, you don't actually play it. We'll talk about that later. No, I know Miss Diageworth is in it, but like... Yeah, I didn't finish it, but like, we'll talk about that. Okay. All right, well, let's... um. Mimosa's ready. Okay. You can, you can <laughs> clink your glass with my plastic clink. water glass. Clink. Oh, that, <laughs> nice foley work there. That was fake. Um... Yeah. So this game opens with your Leighton and your Luke. Yes. One of Luke's, no, one of Leighton's, haha, Luke, one of Leighton's <laughs> former students, Carmine Accidenti, has gotten into a car, mine, accident, in a tree. Yes. Estella, Estella Cantabella was there. And She's being chased by witches. Yeah. Leighton is entirely too comfortable with this entire situation. Yeah, Carmine accidentally gave Leighton a letter, or gave a st- Spella a letter to give to Leighton. Yeah. Uh, let's see. But here is a question. I don't remember why, but does Luke, does Leighton always have Luke carrying shoe-shaped stilts and a wig in case he has to be bait? I mean, I feel like that's something that Leighton would have him do after all the shit they've been through. Like, maybe, you know? Yeah, um, the puzzles were really easy, and then Espella was unsure what was going to happen in the town, but she brought a book that had the entire history of the town, past and future. Yeah, and then, like, what? Can we, like, this book is a problem. Yeah. Especially after, like, when you're first playing it, you're like, okay, fine, magic book, we're going to Magic Town, it's fine. And then, of course, a classic Professor Layton style, uh, the entire thing turns out to be you're on drugs the whole time and magic's not real. But why does this book magically transport people to... Yeah, because, like, it's not supposed to transport Luke and Leighton. I'm assuming, like... It wasn't they... supposed to do Maya and Phoenix either. None of them yeah, were supposed to be like, there. They... But they were prepared to have Maya and Phoenix in the town. Yeah, that was a which... kind of... Because Dark Law needed them to provide legal services. And so if they got too wise, she was just going to... But yeah, bop them over the head and pack them up to town, I guess. Yeah. So, like, how did Espella get Luke and Leighton? Because, like... Well, because they also run... Like, they end up on Grandma Grandma's cart. Like, Grandma's witch cart. Okay? Yeah. Into witch town. Um, so, like... Do we want to explain plot more? As we're, like... Maybe. We did get derailed. So, like, just a brief... If you're listening to this, you haven't played it. 
briefly, and we're going to go more depth. So Luke and Leighton get sucked into a magical book, and so do, in unrelated circumstances, Phoenix and Maya get sucked into the same exact magic book, because the spell is there both times, um, from London, because they're all in present-day London, to uh, uh, Labyrinthia, which is a walled city in sort of ye olde times, like f- um, medievalish, vaguely medieval, like, Ren Fair. It's a Ren Fair. It's a Ren Fair like esque town where um, where uh, the entire town is dictated by the magical storyteller who has the power to impact the future. His predictions always become real. Witches are are hated and hunted because one time the town was burned to the ground by the great witch Bizella. Um, Espella, who's our new best friend inexplicably forever and we will sacrifice literally our lives for her, uh, gets accused of being a murderer and a witch like five times. Like five times. There's not even five cases, but like five times. It may be more, but yeah. Um, you get her, get her off scot-free once so that way in the next trial when somebody else is going to be put to death for being a witch, she decides to sacrifice herself instead (laughs) she's like no burn me at the stake instead well burn me in the iron maiden instead we'll get to that yeah and instead Espella you're like Espella no you're literally our best friend we've never met you before but we love you so much Um, it's the drugs the drugs make you love her the drugs make you love her so Maya pushes her out of the way that Maya gets burned alive wink and then (laughs) (laughs) so Meanwhile, at this point, Professor Layton was turned into a golden statue, <laughs> so he's out of the picture. So we split the we split the gang up. Maya wasn't actually burned at the stake. She instead, she and Professor Layton go to Witch Reject Town, where everyone is a reject, where they're like shades. They're double mind controlled. They're double mind controlled shades who only listen to the orders of the Great Witch. Oh, hmm, fishy. Uh, and then, meanwhile. Phoenix and Luke are very sad and they hang out in a bar for some length of time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Very sad because both their best friends are dead. Uh, And then uh, they, Phoenix eventually figures out that no, they didn't get burned at the stake. So they go to Reject Town. So everyone's out in the forest outside the walled city in Reject Town. They find a really fancy like archaeological dig site because it's a Professor Layton game. And there's a fancy bell in there. And Espella Espella can come too. Espella's there too. And she like, they touch the bell or something. Yeah. And uh, Isabella becomes triple mind controlled, decides that she's the Great Witch Bazella because one time she re- has a memory of burning the ground, the town to the ground. So she decides to go fulfill her destiny as the Great Witch Bazella, kill the storyteller who has recently revealed to be her father. So she kills her daddy with a giant fire dragon, and Phoenix is like, good fucking lord, and he (laughs) decides to defend her because he believes that she's innocent of killing her daddy with a giant fire dragon. Yeah. Meanwhile, Luke and Leighton go handle the whole plot. And then Maya joins (laughs) back up with Phoenix. Oh yeah, Maya. She steals a guard's clothes. Yeah, Maya's dead as a witch, so she can't appear in court, but she's your assistant. So she steals some clothes, and uh, it turns out that... Uh, everyone is on a f- secret testing pharmaceutical that makes you very susceptible to... That the British government approved. That the British government has approved that makes you very susceptible to mind control and hy- hypnosis. And all of these people agreed to this. All of Everyone signed a waiver and then was given amnesia, so that way they can't remember signing the waiver. 
But anyway, um, everyone's on drugs and mind-controlled by the storyteller, who's actually the head of a pharmaceutical company, and this is a giant human trial, uh, the whole town. But, plot twist again, it's only a giant human trial, because one time his daughter accidentally really did burn the town to the ground uh, by being a stupid fuck. And and it actually wasn't her. It was her daughter's best friend, Darklaw, who's the chief prosecutor in the town. And uh, he's really just doing all this mind control so that he can keep up this weird ruse to avoid her PTSD breakdown, which he's been doing for the past ten years. Plot twist, she has the breakdown because you point all this out to her, and then we have a contest of D- Darklaw and... and Espella trying to hurl themselves off of a tower. It doesn't work because they let Luke, a 10-year-old child, drive a, like a, a cat crane? crane. A caterpillar crane. <laughs> but it's okay because no one could see the crane because they had all been mind-controlled to not see the crane. And They're mind-controlled to not see the pu- color purple? True black. True black. True black. Okay. So uh, the, uh, like a fully reflective color. So anyway, after Luke saves the day with his caterpillar crane... Uh, everyone lives happily ever after, and nobody died. Asterisks. Asterisks. Because someone did die. Yeah, a couple people died. Um, one of the murder victims actually killed himself. We'll get um, to that. Because he was so upset that they were doing this fucking pharmaceutical life Because he all of it, and so he killed himself and left his daughter to, like, fed for herself because she was one of the few people his who daughter knew what was going on. And his other adopted daughter. Yeah, like, oh, okay. Okay, anyway, so, um, that- no, witches aren't real, magic's not real. Uh, once again, we're all on drugs. So let's go back to London. Let's go back to the start. It's London town. Like, we're in London, there's a car in a tree. <laughs> Leighton and Luke trying to protect Espella. There's witches flying around, which... Now, as you can see, none of this shit makes sense because magic's not real, right? So how do they get sucked into a book? Like, they didn't have the drug in the book, right? So, like, maybe with that, when you open the book, it, like, might have, you know, spray some powder or something, knock you out. They don't open it till the end, though. So they see witches flying around. Remember, they see the witch. Like, the witches could be something in the trees because they knew a spell escaped and they wanted to bring her back. And just, I I don't I, know. It's just, it's, it's a little bit much. Like, because this means that the shade people, because everything is like special effects in the background that's all been painted in or covered in this cloth that is reflects all light. So that's why you can't see it is because when you're mind controlled with the drug, they say you can't see true black. And so you don't. So that means that there's shades running around London spraying people in the face with untested pharmaceuticals I don't so know. that they can set up elaborate cranes so that they can fly this witch around and just to fuck like, with Professor Layton. It was also foggy then. I don't know. Anyway, like, the beginning, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, whatever. Layton and Luke get sucked in. Yeah. Um, Espella falls off a bridge onto a boat where a murder happens. Yes. Uh, a, a drug a runner boat, right? Well, yes. Yes. So here's what it says in my notes for that part. A murder must be Ace Attorney must segment. Be, yeah, it's kind of, we start with a latent game and then it's like, oh, of course you accidentally stumbled into the one boat where they were running drugs and now you're accused of murder. Yeah. Um, but that's when Phoenix is called in is because Darklaw is like, well, shit, I'm trying to get this, this girl ran away with some dude named Car Accident and they got in a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> and so... She's got to bring her back, and so they dress her up as, like, like a, a schoolgirl. Girl and have her super mind-controlled. 
Like, she's yeah. just blank dead-eyed yeah. the entire time. They just fucked her up real good. And then Espella's, or no, um, Darklaw is like, hey, Phoenix Wright, get her, please get her innocent. Actually, he says, she says, just get her declared guilty so I can get her, like, basically bust her out of jail, thank you. And Phoenix yeah. doesn't work that way, so, you know. Yeah. And um, then Phoenix was there because the Legal League of Attorneys... He's on a he's on a Sophie cultural Blair. exchange program, which allows you to apparently practice in different countries. Sounds like some bullshit. Um, the tutorial apparently sucked. That's in my notes. Oh well, uh, I mean, I believe that. Right, and Darklaw's cover for this was Mrs. Darklaw of Alcott School for Young Women. <laughs> like Alcott, yeah. Uh, let's see. The British judge. I liked the British judge. British judge was good. I remember British court being pretty good. Like, UK court, A+. plus. Even the pain was good. Yeah. Flinch was his name. Uh, I, and then, I like him. And then they made the, they had a badger, a British blue badger that was really Bobby, cute. The, ba- the Bobby badger. Yeah, yeah I want to make that. <laughs> it's cute, yeah. So, I mean, like, that's what the drug running was, right? They had drugs in these plushies I of the badger. So. That sounds right. Um, and then Johnny Smiles was British Larry. So there was British Larry. Yeah, he was a security guard. He was pretty good. And then I liked the the murderer for that case was the chef girl, and I yeah. kind of liked her. She was, she uh, was, uh... Maya got a pipe from somewhere and threatened to abuse <laughs> Oh my god, that was great. The, one of the key pieces of evidence was, like, how they were holding this pipe. It's, like, exactly ripped from the Christoph Gavin case with the wine bottle. Like, if he grabbed the wine bottle while I was sitting up, as opposed to upside down. Because I remember a lot of the, like, evidence twists in this game were ripped from Ace Attorney <laughs> evidence twists. Like, they're like, hey, you won't pretend like you didn't play Ace Attorney for a hot sec. No, once again, they forgot Apollo Justice is all. I mean, yes, that's their yeah. internal problem. But yeah, Mile whips the steel pipe out of nowhere, starts threatening people with it. But it's it's about the grip on the steel pipe as to how the murder happened. Yeah. Oh, in my notes, I miss Maya. <laughs> yeah, this was a this was a lot of like, remember Maya? Remember how great, great Maya is? Which I mean, not to get too much into um, the new one, Maya is different. Like, I mean, mostly she's Older? accused of accused of murder and not I mean, present. <laughs> that's normal. So, yeah, I mean, but like, it's like, yeah, remember when Maya was like around all the time? It was great. Yeah. So, yeah, they win the case, prove it's the chef. Yeah, and then oh. they just look into that book and, <laughs> and transport it again. So you're back with Luke and Leighton in the town. And they're like, where are we? What's going on? They go to a bakery where they meet Phoenix and Maya, who... Believe they've and, been living there for five years. Yes, they think they're bakers. Yeah. So Phoenix is shit at it, if I remember correctly. <laughs> he was. He pounds the dough too hard. <laughs> and then, because they think they've been there for five years, they know and love Espella, and she's their BFF forever. Yeah. Because mind control. She also lives and works in the bakery. And then she's accused of being a witch. They... She goes to get some milk, and some thugs try to attack her. Yeah. And steal the milk. And, uh, and then she they're... burns them to death. Dead. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and so they accuse her of being a witch. So Leighton, Phoenix, Maya, Luke go visit uh, Spella, like, where she is in jail. And that's how they accidentally end up 
defending her. Yeah. Because, like, they watch the trial and Phoenix does objection or something. He's like, Phoenix this feels familiar. Feels it in his bones that he's a lawyer. <laughs> so. Um, so, in that case, they cross-examine a parrot at some point. Of course which they do. Which makes sense because Luke can talk to animals. That is something I was I was geared up and ready for in this game. I was like, because they were like, the, one of the running things is only women can be witches. Which, time out, if everything is bullshit and fake, how come only women can be witches? Stupid. Anyway, um, I was waiting for Maya to channel somebody and be a witch. Or Luke, who can talk to animals, be the first boy witch because he can talk to animals. But this never, I keep wanting this to be a thing and instead in all of Professor Layton it's just accepted that Luke can talk to animals and nobody gives a shit. I mean, yeah. Which is fine, I just want it to be a plot point at some point. You know, I want it to be like, oh yeah, Luke can talk to the cat and so everyone finds that strange. (laughs) I mean, anyway, Isabella didn't do it. Um, This girl, Kira, did it. I can't remember why. I don't remember. This is the next case. Yeah, I don't have it in my notes. Yeah, so she was a witch. There's a lot of arbitrary bullshit rules for witches in this universe, and it's all because it's fake special effects stuff. Yeah. So you can only be a witch if you have a stick, um, magic stick that has a magic gem in it, and you can only have two gems at once, so you can only do two spells at any given time. Um and it's so that all of the special effects artists in the background know which spells you are able to do. So that way, if you do it, they can pause everything and set up for the special effects. Yep. And you just pause everything. Pause everything because if you hear, if, if you when you're hear, on this drug, if you if, hear a silver bell, if yeah, if you hear silver strike silver, then you pass out for a second. You pass oh. out until you hear it. Yeah, I don't think that's it. I think it's like a time limit. The bigger the bell, the longer you pass out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, Um, So, yeah, they literally like chime a silver bell, set everything up. When you come to, they set off a special effects explosion and nobody knows um, because of all of the drug in the air. Yeah. So in my notes, it says, wake up so I can open presents with an exclamation point. Because this was around Christmas, and my brothers wouldn't wake up. They slept till, like, 2 p.m. that Damn. day. It's Christmas. My they little brother try- wakes up at, like, 6 on Christmas. No, because they, like, stay up super late and try and open presents <laughs> at, like, 12.01 a.m. Oh, and my parents are like, no, just go to bed. Leave us alone. Just <laughs> wait. Uh, anyway, that girl... Is accused, so they burn her in court. Yeah. Oh my god. So let's talk about this. Let's take a hot second. Phoenix is all like, "Yeah, we got the defendant like innocent." And it's like, "Okay, we're gonna." Akira is the is guilty, and every like everyone's like high fiving basically behind yeah. the defense's bench because at this point, Leighton and Luke have come down too. So you've got like four people crammed in the defense bench, and you're all high fiving, and then they stoke up the fires and they drop that bitch from the ceiling into a pit of fire now note the defendant is in a cage she's also like entire for the entire trial hovering over this fire for the entire trial and then like she's like 15 you know she's like a kid and then they drop her into this in and of course like the reason that she burned those guys alive was like completely legitimate they were like ruffians or something like it was like she was defending herself or defending a spell i don't remember it wasn't like a bad she wasn't like, I just love the taste of human blood. You know, like, it was like, she was just like normal. Um, so they burn her alive. 
And everyone behind the defense's bench is, like, horrified. They, like, take a second <laughs> to be like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, and there's still confetti going around because it's an AC turning game. Yeah, and they're like, this is brutal as fuck. And I'm like, Phoenix, every single person that you have ever found guilty has been hung to death. Yes, but usually, like... A while but like later, after. yeah, but like and in like a couple of months. And like you don't have to watch it. Yeah, and so that's fine. Like, I mean, like, Death by Fire is very, very brutal. Death by Fire in the middle of the courtroom. In the middle of the courtroom is an additional level of brutality, yes. But I don't want Phoenix to play this, like, holier-than-thou shit. <laughs> like, Phoenix, no, you, like, everyone in the Ace Attorney games gets the death penalty. Blackwell was gonna be hung a lot. Like, he was gonna be hung. They don't have, like... And, of course, I'm putting quotes around this, like, humane death. Like, it's not, like, even in Ace Attorney, they're not saying, like, the death penalty is, like, in the U.S. where we apparently try to be humane about it with the drug cocktails. There's there's an entire philosophical ethics debate about that. Setting that aside. There's no, no, we know that hanging is unethical. We know that hanging is brutal and suffer, like, people suffer when they are hung. But we do it anyway in Ace Attorney. So, like... He's all like, oh, God, death by fire is so brutal and, like, inhumane. Where am I? I'm in this, like, medieval-ass world. It's like, no, Phoenix, you are just literally one step away from that. Like, one one minuscule step. And that one step is Phoenix doesn't have to watch it. Yeah, Phoenix doesn't have to watch it. And they, like, wait a while just in case you want to have an appeal, I guess. Yeah, just in case we find out you were innocent. Yeah. And granted, they only have to wait a while in in Ace Attorney because probably the line is pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> the line to the gallows is probably pretty long if every murder trial ends in a hanging. Yeah, but it also it's seven years. With Blackville it was seven years. It was with Blackville same with Dahlia. Yeah. And like so it's implied that it's like that with everyone, but it's like seven years. I mean man died are of definitely dead. Died of I don't know, heartbreak before he <laughs> died of Godot his died. uh Yeah, Godot probably died, but Manfred confirmed died, um within a year of probably Either just screamed a suicide would he i don't think he i mean that's I mean, he's too perfect i suppose yeah but unless like, he could do it be, perfectly he, he, he would find a way to do it perfectly in prison so that it would be on his terms suppose, on his perfect yeah. terms maybe so maybe suicide but i i really think it was like he was never got over to his loss his, that he was found out that his perfect uh, revenge plot like went so haywire because of some stupid idiot over there. Or someone shanked him. You know. That's true, too. A lot of people he put in prison were probably in prison with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, it took so long. The the line for the gallows is so long that Manfred just straight up died waiting. <laughs> like, um, But anyway, like, they can't have a line that long for the witch burning in... I almost said correct. In, in Labyrinthia. Because... There's only, like, five people in the whole damn town. <laughs> like, well, There's, 20. like, 200 if you count the shades. 100 if you don't. Yeah. But, like, they needed more shades or something? Yeah, I mean, because it, it turns out that they're not burned alive, they just go to, to the shade, become shades, and get, like, ultra mind-controlled. Yeah. But, okay. So, next case... Right, so you wander around, do some puzzles. All the puzzles were really easy. There are a couple hard ones, but mostly just super easy. Yeah. Meet people, explore, find out more information about the town, help Phoenix realize he's an actual lawyer and not a baker. Yeah. 
then the next case new murder it's the the town's alchemist because look women are witches but alchemists are cool yes <laughs> alchemists are not suspicious in any way um alchemists are pharmaceutical representatives um but so the the town's alchemist dies um and they suspect it's Bella <laughs> Yep. And but at the same time his he died, um a weird fire happened like the in the middle of town square and a giant clock tower was revealed that was or bell tower that was never there before. Yeah. The same exact night it was struck by lightning and it was revealed and then the alchemist died. Witches. Oh, also I have in my note, Maya and Luke BFFs forever eat all the food, so. That's true. Maya Maya and Luke Luke are very cute. (laughs) They're adorable, and I love it. Um, And then there's this boy who works for the alchemist. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot. John. John John Grayerl? John uh, Grayerl, yeah. Because I have, it turns out the boy is a girl, Jean Grey Earl. Yeah, which... we have the an, yet another Ace Attorney Layton. It's a a woman oh, reveal. Yeah. I've been reading Neil Gaiman's sixteen oh two at the time, yeah. which, in which Jean Grey was pretending to be a boy with like the name John John Grey or something. Yeah, and so I was like, I caught that immediately. Yeah, but... well, it's also like, but also... kid looks like a girl, but yeah. like. The premise there is that the girl is the alchemist's, uh, like, adopted daughter and assistant, right? Yes. And and so he tells her, like, hey, um, you gotta disguise yourself as a boy because only women are witches and you're a witch. So Yeah, because he saw her do magic when she was a kid. She was a kid and she had to like, defend herself against something. something. She turned someone to stone and, like, when her parents died. Did she turn her parents to stone? No, I don't think it was her parents. Like, whoopsie-daisy? <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, someone was turned to stone. And then, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, was... well, so, um, Jean, um, Jean, Jen, I don't know, Whatever. Jean, uh, Jean, she, like, they are, like, disguise yourself as a boy so that way you're not accused of being a witch because you definitely, definitely are a witch. Um, but if you're a boy, then you're safe. So they do that, and except like they just let her have her long hair, yeah. And they don't ever but cut they, it. They have it like pinned up, looking short. And then when it's revealed that she's a girl, it's suddenly super long. And it's like it's conservation long. of hair. Where was no, that? But also like it's like like hair length is so gender specific in this universe. Yeah. That like just the fact that she has long hair, they're like. <gasps> Clearly a woman. Like, I bet you Phoenix's hair is shoulder length if you <laughs> took it Probably. down. I mean, point. according to this one case book right there on your yeah, bookshelf. Yeah, the fan case books. It is. Yeah. It's just, like, dumb. But, yeah, anyway, um, turns out that guy killed himself from the guilt. Uh, he didn't actually get murdered. Yeah. And he left a note. Oh, not is- to stop her from trying, though. Yeah. She was totally gonna kill him, but then he was already no, dead. Is, isn't this like you get a day to investigate, and that's when Leighton turns to gold? Yeah, you you go into the alchemist's house, and 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 Leighton has figured 
something out and before he can tell you well because like a witch manifests yeah and he's like oh i've figured everything out because i'm professor layton and then he's turned to gold which poor luke yeah like that entire case poor luke um i hated the gallery there was this one witness called amir something who was the worst and he comes back later he's the drunk right yeah yeah and it's like he's the real larry of this case he's he's the real He's something else, man. But yeah. um, this is this game is annoying because of the multi-witness Ugh. testimony. It's not Ugh. good, and it only gets worse. Ugh. So, um, it's so it's not like difficult. It's just work. It's like it, it is. It's I'm I'm very much enjoying Spirit of Justice because I don't have to deal <laughs> with that anymore. I don't have to deal with ten witnesses, three of which are into really kinky shit and won't stop talking about it while they're on the stand. I don't just... have to deal with this drunk guy. Oh. I don't have to deal with the bard's parrot, all of whom are singing. Like, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, they figure it out, and then uh, Luke and Espella turn the golden Leighton statue to point because he was frozen pointing. Yeah. And, like, they turn it and it's, like, really cute. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's part of court is, like, they object. Phoenix and Leighton object together, but it's a golden statue of Leighton. Yeah. And then um, Spella kept lying and saying that she was a witch. Oh and it was God. just so annoying. Yeah, that happens for about eight hours worth of this game is you're like, Spella, <laughs> you're not a witch. And she's like, but I am, though. Uh, and then, so, for the first case, the girl's name was Kira, mm-hmm. and I I did the Kira equals killer equals death note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably what they intended, was Kira to mean killer. Yeah. But then, they do the case, figure it out, but Espella says she's a witch, so they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. So Maya goes... Well, like, yeah, they're gonna, even though it's a suicide, Jean, Jean Grey Earl has admitted to being a witch, so they're gonna burn her alive. Yeah. Um, and then that's what Espella's like, no, but I'm the real witch, so kill me. And then Maya's like, but I'm gonna sacrifice myself. It's like, I'm just gonna save you. I'm yeah. not going to admit to being a witch. So Maya gets burned alive, and that is very tragic. Yeah. It's very, uh, very, and like, very sad. Like, poor Phoenix. He goes and gets drunk with the barmaid. <laughs> he does! And that's like a weird, so... Um, Luke and Phoenix are hanging, and Miss Bella are all hanging out after, and they go to, are they, like, fleeing or something? Yeah, they're, yeah. like, hiding out. Yeah, so they go so to this shady bar, 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 and it's full of, like, pirates, pirates basically, and the barmaid is really cool. I liked her. I, I, so I replayed through this, I told you about this via text, I think, but I, but I replayed through this section with the bar, like, four times. <laughs> Because I was convinced that Phoenix had sex with that oh, lady. Oh, wow. He did. He did. I don't know convinced. if I came up with that independently or if we talked about that. I don't but know. Like, but no. Like, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did. I'm dead ass convinced like, that he had I'm sex sure with that lady. Like, Hold on. Let me see if I wrote Because, like, okay, let's break it down for, like, meet the pirates. The pirates are all like, hey, you're a really good dude. And this is our bar and you're safe. And the barmaid's like, yeah, it's it's a good place. And you go put the kids to bed, it's fine. So Phoenix goes and puts Luke to bed and puts Espella to bed. And he, like, pretends to go to bed, but he's really too sad about Maya. Um, so he goes down to the bar and Barmaid, like, is like, hey, you're up late. And he's like, yeah, do you need help cleaning or something? Because uh, my life is tragic, so I can't sleep. And she's, like, giving him wise words of wisdom. And, like, 
man, it's I'm pretty damn sure that he had like weird, sad rebound sex <laughs> with this lady. He was not that she's a bad lady. Like, good job, Phoenix. <laughs> he, Phoenix wasn't in a good place, as far as he knew. Maya was the only person who was ever his friend. Well, he also Maya like, and Espella. He had this. He's trapped in this like medieval feud town that he doesn't think he could ever get out of and Maya's been burned alive despite his best efforts and he now he's saddled with a kid because <laughs> that kid's mentor is just dead or turned to gold or whatever so he's like he's in a bad spot and I guess like f- how Phoenix deals with that is, <laughs> is he, he, he hooks up with really hot ladies hooks up with hot ladies I mean he could do worse <laughs> But yeah, so I'm still, I mean, I understand that the textual evidence points that this is not the case, but I'm uh, convinced he had sex with that lady. No, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, I'm pretty, I have a specific save file so I can play through that part again, because I did it four times. <laughs> but anyway, um, so after Phoenix goes back to bed, <laughs> after definitely having sex with that barmaid. Uh, we cut to Leighton and Maya. Yeah, they're in the forest outside of town. They meet all the shades and they figure they... out that weird shit's happening in town. Leighton is badass, saves Maya. Maya does the catchphrase from someone from, with, does Luke at me's catchphrase at one point. Zavari? Yeah. She does like to do Zavari a lot in this, this game. Um... I was mad at the puzzles. Zavari, the truth has once again been elegantly revealed to me. Okay, so I'm not sure what this is in reference to, but my notes say, and I quote, I must repay your kindness. Chill, girlfriend. You don't know what, you don't know how to do puzzles, and you have that dumb parade time limit. Whatevs, your dad's secret to learn. It's probably his porn collection. I guess that must be his fella. Probably. Um, I was tired. Oh, some weird shit happens. Well, so Luke and Maya are in, in like the Great Witch's like room, and then, um, uh, what's his name? The prosecutor. Uh, Dark, uh, not Dark, no, Barnum. 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 Yeah, Barnum shows up. Like, remember, it's like somebody has been killed in the, the, uh, summoner or the great witch's chamber and then barnum shows up like he's dressed as a shade and he was like secretly investigating all the shades i don't remember you that don't remember part. this yeah it's pretty weird and then um but i think i skipped no. they see it's like barnum is like we kind of interrupted barnum's life like soap opera story because he like is investigating it all himself and he's really really close to the answer and he's like outside with you in the shade town and there's a secret passageway in the dark the witch's room that leads to somewhere else meanwhile phoenix and and the rest of the team are like headed this way they jump down in the fire pit they get carted over we're gonna reunite with them in a second but 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 barnum gets like led away by the shades and then later when he it's the final case and he should be prosecuting dark laws like you are unfit to prosecute because you're basically nearly at the truth. <laughs> hey, Barnum, you're going to prison because I cannot afford you figuring out the truth. Yeah. Um, but he has a cute dog also who's around. Constantine, Luke talks to him. He's really professional and does his job well. It's if he hates Phoenix. Yeah, he hates Phoenix so much. Yeah. Um, let's see. Which is funny because Phoenix and dogs get along, though. Like, Normally. missile and then... Um, we just had one with Shadow in 
in Spirit of Justice, there's a dog, and Phoenix and the dog get along. Like, it's pretty good. So, it could just be this one. I would believe this one. He's... Yeah. Yeah. Um... I have in my notes that Luke and Maya should get matching tattoos and everything because they're such bros and I love them. Yes. That, I think they would totally get matching tattoos. But unfortunately for Phoenix, it would be a Steel Samurai tattoo. Yeah. It would be like a symbol of friendship from the Steel Samurai. <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever that is in the Steel Samurai, like his symbol or something, that would be it. Yeah. So I have this note which... Aspella does something. And all I have written is, after everything I've been through, don't ruin this, Aspella. It's probably so after it's the, like, the bell ring, right? I probably, but also I have like five more pages of notes. Uh, so like... Aspella does a lot of... Like I was... Aspella is cute and fine and like I, I don't hate her. I like her. She's great. Um, like, except for everything she does is like actively trying to hinder you. Yes. She's act. She's actively confessing to every crime that stumbles along towards us. She's actively saying that she's the great witch. She's actively saying that she is a witch, even though it's never been proven that she's a witch. Like at every stage in the game, of Spella is like, "Please burn me alive," and you're like, "Spella, I'm trying my best to save your stupid ass." She's like, "I have so much guilt. I believe truly deep down in my heart that I'm a witch because I'm so guilty." Yeah, it's so like the Edgeworth, It's the Edgeworth phenomena again. It's like, well, I've been having these nightmares for ten years, so it must be that I killed someone. Like, yeah, I, except in this case. <laughs> yeah, it's like. It's like, hey, just because you feel guilty doesn't mean you did something wrong. But uh, let's talk about Barnum for a sec since yeah. he's about to leave this game. Uh, how do you feel about Barnum? Uh, I hated the chanting that the gallery did of his name like every two minutes. Yeah. But like, he was okay. He, I like him. He's cool. I don't like his javelin throw animation when he, he does like a javelin throw and then he hits the desk. Yeah. Um, I it liked, took too long. That did. But no, I liked how in like the end credit scenes, how he's the one that's driving the motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> like, Barnum pieces out of that town faster than anyone could believe. Like, I think Barnum's been trying to escape for years. He's like, man, I don't want to carry this 25 pound breastplate with me everywhere. Like... I don't want to wear a full suit of armor, but so at the end he's like in a pink polo and shades, and yep. he's like, "Can we go, please?" Adjusting the rearview mirror so he can't look at all those folks he's leaving behind. He does not care. So I do appreciate Barnum. Yeah, but like in court, he wasn't super memorable. But like half of that's just because of all the other crazy things going yeah. on, and it's like it's a witch hunt. Yeah. Um, the only other note I have about Barnum is at some point Darklaw does something that I have her as Magneto. I was also reading X-Men comics during this time, <laughs> I think. And so I was trying to figure out who that would make Barnum. And it's like, I, I didn't figure it out. I got that he's a less competent Fury. Not Mystique? No. No, he's not Mystique. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, um... So, I mean, Barnum is, as far as prosecutors go, I don't hate him. Yeah. He's he's pretty good. Uh, he does not control the court very well, though. He does like he, not. With the well, ten witnesses, it's you against ten witnesses. It's not you against Barnum. Yeah. At the beginning it is. In the first case it is. But after that, it's really you against the witnesses. But, I mean, and just because he's never had any reason to 
control the witnesses because it's always just this person is a witch. Okay, they're a witch because this. Yeah. Okay, burn them. Look, there's only so many times that Ace Attorney can be like, this prosecutor has never had to try before. Yeah, but in, in this <laughs> like, case, it's super Payne's true. Pain's never had to try before. The other Pain's never had to try before. Uh, Barnum's never had to try before. Sadman, he just never had to try before. Like Flinch has never had to try yeah, before. Yeah, it's like... Edgeworth has Edgeworth has had to try before, but and that's why he forged evidence. Von Karma and Von Karma have never had to try before. I mean, they also forged evidence. Yeah, it's just like okay, Godot was very good at controlling the manipulating the courtroom. Um, Franzi got better at it, um, but in her first case, she's really like leading witnesses around is basically what she's doing. Yeah. Black Gavin Will? is pretty, actually, like, Gavin and Blackwell are pretty good at, Simon, you feel like he has control most of the time. Yeah. So, but like, also, everyone's terrified of him. Yes. For good reason. Because he could probably kill you with his chain. <laughs> <laughs> or his spirit katana. Yeah. Christoph, um, sorry, Clavier, Christoph had control of the courtroom, but from the other side. Clavier has, he has control in that everyone loves him. He seems like his his control is yeah basically like uh um his he just has an air of confidence which makes you think he's in control but he really has no <laughs> idea what the fuck is happening which I want more of that so I want more of like prosecutors who actually feel like they have control of everything and then um the prosecutors who are also faking it <laughs> like yeah. Sadman he kind of has control of everything but more like uh. If Sedmad he says something, it is taken as fact. Like, okay. but that's how Corrine works. Yeah, I'm still on the Brother Pain case. Yeah, Brother Pain is some garbage. I mean, he's always been garbage. Brother Pain is always garbage. But yeah, I mean, it's like interesting tones for prosecutors, but Barnum does not control the courtroom well. Yeah. Did like Constantine in his little hat. He was adorable. Constantine is a cute dog dressed as a soldier. It's pretty cute. Uh, we go, so we reunite, we're outside of town, everyone is outside of town. We're all reunited, so everyone knows that everyone is not dead. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go to the bell at this point, right? Yes, and they didn't let you investigate the bells for a while, because mm-hmm. I have in my notes that they wouldn't let me investigate it, and I was really mad. No, yeah. Um, but you go to this underground, like, passage thing, and Leighton's like, this is older than all of this. This is, like, really old. It's older than this town. And there's a fucking bell there. And so they touch it, or and ring it, or whatever. They, somebody presses a button that says, do not press this button, and they all pass out. And um, Espella gets mind-controlled. Yep. She's like, I'm Bazella, I have to go. And everyone's like, no, I, uh. <laughs> uh yeah, so I think you run back to town after her. Yeah, um... Yeah, and then you do the final case because Storyteller's dead. Yeah, the the final, the Storyteller was going to do the final, like, parade um, and uh, throw out some prophecy or whatever. And the, it, instead he gets murdered by Bazella and a giant fire-breathing dragon. Because Bazella, the, as the Great Witch, doesn't play by the same rules as everyone else, which is to say that she can do any spell at any time and can fly and can disappear and can do whatever she wants because she's evil. Yes. So she summons a giant fire-breathing dragon just like last time that the town burned to the ground and kills the storyteller with it. 
And Isabella confesses, basically. <laughs> and so Phoenix is going to represent her, but she's making it really hard. Uh, yeah. Um, so... Luke and Leighton split off to go investigate, investigate the storyteller's house. Yeah. While yeah. Phoenix and Maya investigate the crime scene. Yeah, and then late and it, like... Because they investigate, and then Leighton has the platform things to get to the castle where he like just tells the guards guarding the storyteller's place he's expecting me yeah and they let him in which like good job Leighton and then confidence he he goes he fights some knights yeah we get the classic Leighton badass sword fight scene which is pretty was pretty good in this game like it's he sword fights and then you have to do it a little bit like you have to one of the puzzles is like you parrying you have to counter and parry moves, which is was a fun one, but it, you have those little pudgy chibis of everything, and so yeah. it makes it a little less badass. But then they have the badass cutscene. Leighton falls through a stained glass window, but through sheer badassery does not die. Yes. Um, and then... That's it with Leighton until he shows up and and then he confronts the storyteller and yeah like, oh I yeah know the storyteller's not on. dead he's just chilling out at his house <laughs> and um was and he's like the storyteller's like ah all according to plan and Leighton's like yeah not according to plan and the storyteller's like what and he's like your daughter's on trial again and he's like shit that wasn't the plan because the plan was dark law yeah the plan was dark law was supposed to get accused of his murder and dark law was supposed to be accused as the witch because dark law is supposed to be the great witch bazella yeah and she's like the fall guy for the storyteller which we'll get into that yeah but instead a spell is on trial so the the storyteller's like oh what and so they go to they run to court meanwhile phoenix is already there doing investigating the the vigilante team that is, like, fake royal guard of this town. Yeah. Um, um so you're doing the ten witnesses and, uh <laughs> Yeah, there's a mural, Eve's there, there's a Yu-Gi-Oh reference, why are there 20 witnesses? I oh, Eve is the name of the cat, and also the name of Dark Law. Yes. So, Espella's pet cat is named Eve, and then Dark Law's real name is Eve. And, and Dark Law seems like, like, has bows in the shape of cat ears and it's like supposed to be a red herring oh she's the she witch can, she's, she's the witch and can turn into a cat you know yeah but the, and the witch always has a familiar which is a cat yeah okay so during the cross-examining 10 Why are there or whatever 20 witnesses? <laughs> yeah like i have that in i was so pissed but like that's where they get in trouble for tampering with the crime scene because they investigated and tried to find clues and stuff, and they get in trouble at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, doesn't your like bakery lady come and whip ass for you though? Yeah, that was great. She she's, was great. She's great. I want more of her. I don't remember her name. Patty. Yeah, Patty. Yep. Um. So things I've been skipping in my notes. Every page I have three lines that are just, I hate all these puzzles. Yeah, okay, miss, the puzzles are so easy. Well, yeah, it's like the puzzles are easy. I hate them. Mm. Uh, let's see, Harry Potter reference. Worse than Edgeworth is just one bullet point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, and then 
So uh, it says, wow, first ace attorney game with no murders, except for maybe those muggers, but you find them in the shade. Village yeah, later. the muggers are shades. Let's see who dies. Um, the, the alchemist really does commit yeah. suicide. Not um, a murder. No. And then, um, everyone else lives, I think. Yeah. But like, last case, you have to examine the bell tower. Yeah, there's this thing with like, Dark Law and, uh, Spella have matching necklaces that are both keys to get up into the bell tower, bell tower part of the bell tower, as opposed to like the upper platform. And it's because of plot reasons. Yeah. Um... At some point, Phoenix says, meh, who cares? Okay, so then the fact that the town caught fire during the fire, fire festival. It's like, how did that happen? Yeah, I mean, if you have a big, giant, uncontrollable bonfire in the middle of your town, like, it's not just because you all fell asleep that your town caught on fire. Yeah, so, like, what essentially happened is Aspella and Darklaw, when they were kids, during the town's fire festival, snuck up to the bell tower. Where they had put the, the creepy bell, the bell of ruin, which is just a giant silver bell that, like anything else struck silver in the town, would put people to sleep. Yeah, it's basically like the ancient people who lived in the area made this giant silver bell, hit it, because of a naturally occurring gas that makes everyone pass out. When silver strikes silver, the ancient people all passed out and then they woke up and they were like curse bell don't touch it so they <laughs> away um Isabella's daddy and Darklaw's daddy the alchemist found the bell one day they were like rad let's put it in our bell tower so they did and this is the like second day that the this is the first time they were ever supposed to strike the bell was during this fire festival instead the kiddies go up and they strike it everyone passes out in the town because of the naturally occurring gas um, the mind control gas or the silver gas or whatever. Which they were also using for their pharmacological experience. Later, yeah, later they, they, they synthesize the gas into something more powerful. But um, everyone passes out, the whole town burns to the ground. The kids wake up in the middle of it and are scarred for life. Um, the daddies are elsewhere, so they're the only humans who live. And they come back after the town burns to the ground. They find the kids up in that bell tower and they figure out what happened. So they put the bell back. The Bell of Ruin. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no touching this one again. Um, and then they, like, split up the game so that they the last case, they split it up so that the epilogue is still continuing the last case. Yeah. Um, um, and then when the bell rang, Espella was, like, leaning over the railing. She and totally would have fell. fell backwards. She fell backwards, but she, she would have fell forwards and, like, hella died. Yeah. But, um, so anyway, like, Espella was younger, so the daddies um, were trying to protect her, like, six and eight or six and ten or something, like, um, the the daddies go to great lengths to, like, keep Espella from realizing what happened because... But Darklaw still remembers all of this. Darklaw remembers, and so Darklaw at this point in her life is pissed because Espella's being, like, coddled, and she has to take the fall for everything, which is why she has now accused Espella of murder. She's gonna prove to Espella that Espella was the one who killed everyone all those years ago, 
And so um, causes Fella to have a mental breakdown so that way she can get out of this fucking town. Because she wants to <laughs> She go. wants out so bad. It's like it was so bad that the weight of her dad's guilt caused him to kill herself, leaving her even more alone. Which she wants out. To be real, like, yeah, she's pretty pissed that her dad was driven to suicide and no one cares. Like, she's... Yeah. So she wants out... She wants revenge on Espella for putting her through this, revenge on the storyteller for putting her through this, and then out of this town. Throughout the trial, like, you, Phoenix, uh, discern that, and Leighton comes, and you both do it together. This is the versus part, which is, you're both working through it together. Which is, you have the same goal, you're just on other opposite sides of the court. Which is hilarious, because they basically, Phoenix starts accusing Darklaw, and um, they're like, well, if Darklaw has to be on the witness stand, who's going to prosecute? And Barnum's in the back going like, hey, I'm still, and Leighton's like, I'm here. (laughs) Leighton's like, did someone call me? I, for for convoluted reasons earlier, I solved a few puzzles and was named a member of the Royal Guard so I can be a prosecutor. Because yeah. there's a librarian who thinks I'm hot. Uh, yeah, all of this is true. <laughs> all of this is true. true. <laughs> he solved her three puzzles and so she was like, well, I guess you're a, you're a prosecutor material now. And also, and but Leighton doesn't hit it. Nope. <laughs> So. I still need to finish Mystery Room, find out where Alfendi came from. Anyway. Mystery Room is good. Uh, I need to play Azran Legacy, but, like, God, I, I was so mad after um, Miracle <laughs> Mask that oh, I, it's a tough one, you guys. It's I want to play Azran Legacy, too, but, like... They're going to wrap everything up, and I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> Probably not. But, okay, so... Yeah, so Barnum doesn't get to come back. Leighton's prosecuting. And then um, they reveal... They reveal that it it wasn't Espella who hit the bell. It was Darklaw who hit the bell. And so the daddies were actually had this whole convoluted bullshit to protect both of them. Darklaw, they just didn't tell her that she hit the bell. They told her that Espella hit the bell. And then Espella, they like created this entire fabrication so that way she would be protected from the knowledge that one time she was complicit in burning their head what my notes say in regards to this just get them therapy stupid dad's therapy is cheaper than what you did god just just get them therapy therapy. also why did the wooden bell tower not burn down with the rest of the town good question we're gonna ignore that (laughs) because it was five feet from any other building i don't know but also like why so it's not a medieval this is something that fucked me up it's not a medieval town. It's not like a Renfair town in no. real life because it's modern day, Leighton like, Phoenix style modern day London. And this is just a town nearby. It's on an island. It's on an island. And they built it to be an old tiny town. Yeah, but that was when they built it, when they, when they built the walled city. So when, when the kids were kids and they burned the town to the ground, it was a modern town with modern amenities. They never said that. But they were all dressed in old-timey shit. Yeah, so they might have built it old-timey originally and then rebuilt it old-timey because they're idiots. Why? It doesn't make they sense. They like the aesthetic. I guess they just like that Renfair aesthetic. Like... They really do. They just wanted to wear the clothes and the masks. I would be fine if you took 20 seconds to tell me that it was a Renfair tourist town from the start. Then all of my problems would be solved. Yeah, no. Not all of them. Not all of them. (laughs) But, like, yeah, so all of this is revealed. You find out the girls are 
why the bell tower and they yeah. created this whole elaborate plot. Then, <sighs> then the storyteller oh. reveals one more thing. He has an incurable disease that's killing him. Oh yeah, he's dying. But, um. but don't worry, don't worry. Suddenly there's a cure that they just found for this incurable disease. Well, that's fine later. That happens later. Where they're like, hey, yeah, also there's a surgery that can easily cure the incurable disease. So I'm going to put a date. I'm going to set a date for that. I was too busy doing this bullshit. I never scheduled my surgery. But, um, Espella and Black, like, when they when they reveal that this bell tower thing, Espella and Darklaw literally get into a contest of who's going to throw themselves oh. off the top of the bell tower first. Yeah. This is what happens. Yeah. And I put this in my notes. Uh, my plot synopsis notes is we have a contest to see who is more Japanese. <laughs> because this is some bullshit. Like, you, you're both teenagers. Well, Darklaw's like 23 and Espella's like 18. And they're arguing with each other about who deserves to kill themselves more. And it's very upsetting. Yeah. And of course, Leighton and, Lu- and Phoenix are like, how about no? How about no? Like, stop. Like, stop. And uh, in any case, Espella wins and throws herself off of the bell tower first. And Darklaw Dark jumps after her. Darklaw jumps after her and catches her for a brief second, but then of course can't hold her because in true in true anime fashion. The wood is weak. <laughs> Meanwhile, where's Luke been? Uh, I don't know, he disappeared for, after we talked to the, when Leighton came back to be prosecutor, Luke, Luke just, uh, we didn't talk about him again, but I guess he was there the whole time. Yeah, because he was. He was ready with the crane. He was ready. He's sitting in a in a giant crane that is painted true black so no one can see it. So when Espella falls, magic happens and she floats safely down to the ground. Um, but it's actually Luke catching them in a crane so that he can lower them safely down to the ground. Which is when we reveal the entire workings of the town is that everyone has been so hypnotized that they can't see the intricate machinery and the like dome surrounding the town so that all the special effects of magic can happen yep and then it does the end credits yeah and that's when we well it does first that's when the i have a i'm dying of a disease and then we do the end credits and he's like don't worry i'm gonna solve that disease problem yep and uh Everyone who wanted to get out of the town so desperately like, is allowed to leave immediately. So, yeah. Darklaw stays though, doesn't she? No, she she's on the boat. Oh, with she's Barnum. on the boat. Good. Okay. But with the twenty witnesses, like mm. they were all knights of a specific order, where they had this one chick who like was super sexy and controlled them. In the end credits, she's like dressed as a stripper. And, like, the judge is there and looks like her pimp, and it's just, like... Oh, my like, God, yeah. Like, Which is... That's part of the thing, too, is, like, theoretically in this human research study of the drugs, they all volunteered, including the children? Because the there were children yeah. in the town. Though it could have been the children were born there. Mm, some of them are it older. Gets, that gets oh, some, the two, Hansel gets, and Gretel. Yeah, yeah, those ones. Those, those ones were abandoned there. Oh, that's fucked up. Anyway, they all, like, volunteered... And they can't remember their past because part of the, you sign up to go to the town, you agree to it, they wipe your memory, and then you go to the town for your stint, like seven years, and then they give you your memory back when you leave. Something like Or like, like that. you just remember it when you're off the drug. And it's so weird because the town's like, we're, most of the people in the town are basically like, yeah, I can't remember anything different, so I'm pretty happy and I want to stay in this town. Like the judge is like, I don't remember doing anything besides being a judge, so I don't care who I was before. And, like, that's a fine life philosophy, but that's fucked up as hell. 
That you have your human research study where everyone signs up but then can't remember that they signed up. And also they're all being used as tools to avoid giving one girl therapy. Yeah. Two girls therapy, but still. Man, the end of this game was like, can you get more fucked up than burning people alive? Actually, yes. (laughs) Actually, yes, you can. Yeah. It was a struggle. The sexy girl um, was a struggle too because all of the knights are like, very into her or two of them at least they no, like all of them were into her because they were her special yeah group, two like, of them get off on her stepping on them yeah and it's and like her shoes and just very upsetting to play through that part of testimony and it's i was very upset so yeah that's the game that's the game then everyone goes off to have lives yeah i mean it was fun but I, if anyone was like hey do i need to play this i'm gonna say no, no. oh the bonus DLC. Alright, tell me about the bonus. So, I didn't, I only started one of them. So, the game has bonus episodes, and they're not real, there are bonus puzzles that were rejected from the game, Hmm. and then there's, um, just little episodes of the characters talking and stuff, and just explain their lives, and, like, Carmine Accidente shows up in one of them, but, like, you don't see him, and, like, Oh, he's he's not dead, right? Yeah, he's He's not dead, he's fine. He's like, yeah, like, I was only needed so that you guys could kill me, would, like, injure me and stuff. And it's like, yeah, we really don't care about you. Oh. <laughs> and just, like, and it's just breaking the fourth wall. They mention Godot a bunch. Um, they talk about the height differences in the characters and the official art and how they had to change it. And, like, how it was drawn a certain way because of that. And just, and this is Maya and Leighton talking about, talking about it. And it, it was fun, but, like, I only watched, like, ten minutes of the first one. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, three. Yeah. So. I mean, like, the music is good as hell, the whole game, too. Yeah. I think I like the, so far I like that soundtrack better than I like Spirit of Justice. I know people will fight me on this, but I think that's, I mean, that's the game, unless you have other shit we want to talk about, you want to hit on. Not really, let's. Nah, just, like, different characters were annoying, and I wrote down the specific ways they were annoying. Each one had a different quirk that was annoying in a different way. Yeah. I I mean, uh, there are some that were less, like, the milkmaid lady, I didn't, hers was fine. She had a sheep, like, a lamb with her the whole time. Whatever, I don't care. Um, The bard could have murdered him, like. Yeah. Uh, the male ma- male lady. Oh, I kind of liked her. She was cute. She had a crush on Ga- Grey Earl. Yeah. And, like, they showed that her trying to deliver a love letter in the credits. Don't think she did. She was too shy. That's cute, though. Yeah. People made interesting faces. <laughs> the government will only give us money if it's a fantasy setting. Yeah. Like, that was my theory, I guess, at the time for why the government gave the money. is because it was a fantasy and not a modern setting. Yeah. Man, it's just like, it's weird to... Because all of this is canon. Yeah, It's at least Ace Attorney canon. I don't know if it's latent canon. I think it is. It, I don't see why it wouldn't. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Anything. I don't know. It's interesting that they both exist in the same universe, though. Yeah, that is the most interesting thing about it. Yeah. Mostly because the art styles are so different. And also, Leighton is steampunk future London. Yeah. And it is, I mean, it is funny. It still is a uh, clincher for, like, we talk a lot on in here about how magic in the Ace Attorney universe is real, although in different ways. Like, spirit channeling is real. Divination seance real. 
Um, Trucy probably has real magic. The thing that Apollo does is magic. Like, his seeing tells is yeah. like a magic power. Um, the Magatomas magic. So, it Athena's tracks. Psychic. Athena's thing is is magic vaguely covered by a sheen of science. I mean, she was originally magic, and then they used science to make it so it to wouldn't kill her. It, yeah. Her, like, hypersensitive hearing. Which arguably is a real condition, but... Anyway, so, like, magic's real in Ace Attorney, which is just, a, like, a clincher that Leighton goes through every game being like, nah, ma- no magic, no magic, no magic, no magic, no magic, until last time travel when magic actually happens <laughs> to him, and he's, like, cool with it. And then, also, like, no magic, no magic, Luke can talk to animals, Luke can talk to animals, <laughs> Luke can talk to animals, no. Hello. <laughs> so I'm gonna call that magic. I mean, it probably is. Mm-hmm. Do did you play in the bonus stuff? Edgeworth comes and they grow out or what? Um, I didn't get that far, but in the end credits, Edgeworth shows up. Shows up, and I wasn't sure how I felt about his voice because it was a different voice actor. Yeah, but I was like, eh, it was too short to form an opinion. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of expecting him to show up in that last case, but I'm always kind of expecting Edgeworth to show up <laughs> in last cases. I mean, there is a precedent for it. Yeah, so I kind of was waiting for, like, I knew when Leighton was going to show up and be the prosecutor, but I kind of expected Edgeworth to be starting prosecutor or something. Like, it just to be like, he's here, and them to be like, how are you? Why Don't are worry you? about it. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it, but Edgeworth is here now. Yeah. But Edgeworth didn't even make it to London for the legal league of lawyers he thing. Was- busy he would not be part this of is the after legal trials and tribs so he's actually having investigations during yeah. this time probably actually this is probably taking place during investigations too because phoenix appears in investigations one in the background yeah he and maya are on a boat yeah and they're they're in another spot too but so i think like probably this is after that so like that's right before they go to london <laughs> Ah, Edward's no good, very bad day. Yeah. Oh, I do have in my notes, since it's a latent game, you gotta prove magic doesn't exist before proving that it does. And then, um, since it's a Phoenix game, they they roll out all the gimmicks. It was it was very much, it felt like, uh, hey, every gimmick we've done with Leighton and every gimmick we've done with Phoenix, we're just gonna shove it in. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it all was shoved in efficiently and well, but, like, cross-examine a parrot check you know like <laughs> Leighton does something badass check like it, we did run through the checklist of cute police dog Leighton figures out everything well before everyone else in the game check yeah. Phoenix is incompetent and loses his memory check Phoenix is beat up by every like every character either verbally or physically check yeah. Jean Grey are all can we talk about how che- cheated she was? Because the suicide note was all like, take care of my daughter. Like, she's the only thing I care about. And John Grayer was like, oh, it's about me. And that's like, no, no, that's about Dark Law. You <laughs> yeah, like. Man, she, like, gets a, she gets a real, like, she gets shafted, like, multiple times. Because also, like, you prove it wasn't a murder. And so Phoenix is like, oh, finally, no one did it. Right? We finally have a case where everyone is innocent. And then they're like, we're going to kill her anyway. <laughs> when did when did I even play it? Feels like years ago. Oh my ago. god, I'm sure it was years ago because it's been out forever and it took me f- so long. I just got stalled for like two months just because of the ten witness testimony, you guys. It was like rough. It was rough. Yeah, like I got stalled earlier on and then just sat down and did it all in one city. Mostly because I borrowed Jing's 3DS to play it and she wanted it back eventually. Yeah. 
which is why I have it for Spirit of Justice now. But we split the cost of that game, so okay. it's half mine. Yeah. Well, you need to work on it. Jesse's going to work on it. I'm I'm more than halfway, although I think I'm only just more than halfway. Um, we'll be done with it soon enough. They gave up on the names for Spirit God, of Justice. God, they give up on the names. <sighs> God. But anyway, more on that later. For now... Thank you, Dark Shadow H2 off the YouTubes for our theme song, Hey Pallid, Detective Gumshoe Remix. Thank uh, you, Michelle, for whatever you're going to put at the end of this. <laughs> uh, um, so thank you for uh, all of the tumbles. Um, people have been emailing us about Spirit of Justice. I haven't gotten to it yet. I will as soon as I get, as soon as I finish, um, I will get to those emails. Um, Email us at objectivethispodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Tumblr, objectivethis.tumblr.com. You can check out the po- uh, podcast garden at podcastgarden.com slash podcast slash objectivist. Yeah. Uh, rate and review on iTunes. Yeah, do it. New game's out, so people might be like, oh, I need more aces in my life. Mm, <laughs> how do I get this? And they will. They can find us if you rate and review us on iTunes. Yep. Um, Other than that, I'm Jesse. I'm Michelle. This has been Objectivist, so why don't you object to that? Yeah.